Time now for another Thrash Pie Radio podcast. This is where I have the privilege to guide you through a history of Southern California's heavy metal flagship radio station, KNAC-FM. And I do focus almost entirely on KNAC and the L.A. metal scene today and um, of, of past years. Today's going to be a little different. It's going to be related in a way that I think is going to be beneficial and fun for all of us and, uh, and really anybody, really. My guest is a fellow named Matthew Strassman calling me today from up in Northern California. He's created a project that takes us back to some of the roots of certainly motion picture soundtrack music and rock music in general, hard rock, and really there's fundamental heavy metal music in it as well. So the project is going to be performed at the Wiltern Theater here in town Friday on September the 8th, and it's called Easy Rider Live. Matt, how are you? I'm great. Hey, awesome. If you could take just a minute, we all know pretty much about the movie Easy Rider itself. I've been hearing about this project from friends for a couple of years. Um, The king of radio producers in there, Mike Stark, tells me he's been seeing some Facebook postings on it, the the actual movie poster that I thought was actually pretty cool. If you could take a minute, tell us what you've done with Easy Rider. Easy Rider Live, what is it? All right, well, let's start it by saying that Easy Rider is one of the first films that decided to use popular music as its soundtrack. And they did it just because it, it spoke to them to do, and then when they finished the film, they were going to have Crosby, Stills, and Nash do all the soundtrack. And they got to the end and thought, oh, no, we're going to stay with this music. And it ended up being a number one, a number six seller uh, on the pop charts, and it completely launched what we now think of as just the standard thing, which is you're Tarantino or someone else, and you wanted to put a great score in your film. You look for the music that's from the era that you were making the film. Easy Rider started that, and it had 11 great songs in it. Uh, And when I saw it looking for a movie to do this project with, I thought, oh, there is no talking ever in any of the Easy Rider songs. It features the music very prominently, and it seemed like the perfect film to do the score live. So how does your show, Easy Rider Live, deal with the movie? How is it related? Well, we show the entire film, and then there's 11 points in the film, and we've added some scoring as well, where a rock song kicks in. It's Hendrix, it's Dylan, it's the Birds, uh, it's the band. And usually it's when they're riding the bikes or some kind of visual scene, and basically you're seeing the film live, the whole thing with the dialogue, and when the music kicks in, right underneath the screen, a killer band does the music live. Oh. So, and unlike other things where you're seeing the soundtrack, but it's background, at my show you're really going between a movie watch and a concert experience because I've got some lead singers really doing the music right there. So you're going from concert, movie, concert, movie. It's pretty cool. I, it sounds awesome. Now, who are your players? Uh, my players, uh, I'm from Marin, California, uh, and one of my singers is Tracy Blackman. Her sister is Cindy Blackman, who drums and is married to Carlos Santana. <laughs> my other singer is Jesse Ray Smith. He now lives in San Diego. He's a killer singer. He was in a band called the Bad Jones. It was pr- pretty big up here, and now he's launching his own career. And then the rest of the band are all skilled players from Marin. Robert Powell, my pedal steel player, has played with lots of people. You know, they're a, they're a killer band. Not all people you would know, but anybody who's seen the show is like, wow, 
this band is amazing. They should do a whole other set of music. You're so, in an awesome neighborhood, obviously, right, for yeah. musicians? Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I'm 15 minutes from Terrapin Crossroads where Phil Lesh plays. Right. I know that place. Yes. Yeah. All kinds of people are. My, my town, you could walk outside and throw a rock and you will hit an amazing <laughs> Yeah, awesome. That uh, Terrapin Crossroads is, is an awesome place. Yes. There's so many things that come up when you're talking about this movie. Well, number one, Dennis Hopper, the original director, has obviously passed away. Um, uh, you know, there there are a few remaining of the original cast. Uh, did you're you? Fonda. Uh, yes. Did you contact any of these people in in the process of putting together your project? Well, first of all, let me just say yes. Getting people's attention, it's really hard. It's mm. a busy time. Mm. So I have reached out to Peter Fonda. He's busy doing a lot of things. I would love him to come to the show. I'm probably going to reach out again. But, uh, you know, he's busy doing other stuff. And and most, a lot of the people are not around anymore. Uh, Karen Black, I don't know if she's still around. Yeah, right. Uh, so Peter's the main guy. You know, Jack Nicholson, obviously, this is, you know, He's Jack Nicholson. He's, Jack, he's, he's courtside Lakers, but I don't know if he could make the will turn. <laughs> no, I don't think so. Yeah. Well, it's a but, tremendous idea. What gave you the, the whole, what, what inspired you to do this? Well, two things. I took my kids to see some uh, soundtracks with a symphony. I took, I took my kids to see The Hobbit, and I was watching the symphony, and I was like, why isn't anybody doing this with rock and roll? It huh. came to my mind at the show, or jazz or electronic, and then I came home, and two nights later, I'm watching Easy Rider. I'm like, this would be the movie to do. And I just felt like it, there could be an audience for this. And I also found myself through a friend. I met Joan Baez, and we were having dinner once, and she was doing singing at a dinner theater circus. <laughs> and I said, Joan, why are you doing this? She said, Matt, not all of us want to be in charge of the tour and have it be a big thing. It's fun to come do something different. And that, that state of my mind... And my idea is, I've got this killer band, I'm going to start inviting well-known singers to come in and do a weekend or two with the show, so that I can go around the country and get different people that we've heard of that want to come in and just easy rider for two or three nights. And that one conversation with Joan Baez made me think, you know, people might be up for this. I, I, I think they're definitely going to be up for this, you know, yeah. just, uh, I, mean, I mean, there's a certain curiosity factor in the first place, but also, anybody that understands... You know, God, there, there's that great Steppenwolf music that's on it, the, you know, Hendrix. I mean, good Lord. It's, it, oh, it's a great soundtrack. It, and I also must say, it's a good time for the film. You know, the, the film has a rebellious energy. Mm. Uh, it's, a, it's, you know, it's not directly political, but it is. And without speaking out on how I feel about Donald Trump or don't feel about him, it seems like an interesting time to bring <laughs> this film back Uh into the limelight a little bit. Yeah, I, I would definitely agree with that. And I would say it spoke to, at its, at its time, and still today, it's, it certainly speaks to, you know, that movement that was yeah. us, you know, and me in college. That's what this was. I mean, it was, yeah. it was an awesome, you know, mind-expanding type of thing, and I wasn't even doing drugs at the time. <laughs> and also, I got to say, at my shows, you got half people, let's say, 60 and over, mm. remember the film fondly and just want to see it again, and half that are under that just know they love the music of the 60s. And so you get a good crossover of people there who are there for the film, 
and other people that are there because they love the music. Yeah, I think you're going to find an it. Yes, I, 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 it doesn't surprise me at all that young people are are attracted to this music. They have so much to be exposed to these days, and it's interesting how they find the really good stuff after a while, isn't it? Yeah, and look, so many bands now actually model them on the band. Sure, which is. We're not dressing fancy. We're just coming out and doing our music. We got the big beards. We're just being ourselves. We record it in our basement now because no one needs uh, a real studio. Right. And and it you know it it I think it's a good time for it. That that too. And independent film has you know has never been uh, it's never been a more interesting place to head as a young person. Um, and no, this and is I one of the. Point out, I mentioned the soundtrack, but Easy Rider started independent film in America. You know they tried to get a studio to pay for it. And no studio would pick it up. And the guys who made it, Bert and Bob, had money from doing the monkeys. Oh. And they said, they said, let's take our monkeys' money and fund this film. And they did it for like under 300000 And the movie went on to make $40 million, And that blew up awesome. independent cinema in America. That started the Altmans and other people that had been going to studios trying to get money going, oh, no, we can fund this ourselves. And that's why it's kind of known, both on the soundtrack side and on the movie side, for kind of saying F, F you to the system, we can make what we want to make. Yeah, I'm I, I'm fascinated to to hear what happens, and see and experience this whole thing at the Wiltern this coming up. Again, the show is the the uh, Friday, the eighth of September. This this September coming up, and at the Wiltern Theater. How can we get tickets? How do we get hooked up? You know, just there's there's on Facebook. There's something called Easy Rider Live. Go there. It's, it's a group, Easy Rider Live. Just click on it. There's tickets there. If you go to the Wiltern, you can get tickets through their, their website, or you can go again to Facebook and look up the Wiltern. There's tickets there. You can go straight to Ticketmaster. Awesome. Now, I know you told me this is the L.A. premiere. Have you done any other shows, and are you going to do any more shows? Yes, I'm talking, I'm trying to reach out to the Denver Film Society to do it in Denver with hopes of taking it to Red Rocks. I've done it in Marin County at a place called the Mystic Theater twice. Uh, I've done it, done it in the city once, but really, the Wiltern is my launch of a big audience in a big city, and I just want to see where I can take it from here. I think people are going to love it. I'm very excited to see it again September the 8th, Friday, at the Wiltern Theater here in Los Angeles. Tickets on Facebook. You know, Matt, I can't thank you enough for spending the time with us. I wish we could talk a little bit more, but uh, I think we've said pretty much enough. I'm excited to see your show. Thanks for spending the time. And come out, anybody listening, if you come to the show, you will love it. Check it out. Thank you so much. All right, thank you. All right, that's going to do it for this time. I hope to see you at the Wiltern on the 8th for sure, right? Spread the word on this one. It's going to be very, very cool. So give us a like and a share and keep your eye on your Facebook page for the next Thrash Pie Radio podcast.